You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, people. Did y'all enjoy the weather this morning? I brought that in for you. I did this morning. My dogs loved it too. Back porch, the whole thing. You like the color coordination? You can go online and they'll tell you what to wear. Did you not know this? This is, this is close, very close to matching. So it's all red. Labor Day weekend, watermelon. Uh, people at the lake watching online right now. We're glad to have everybody watching. This could be in the morning, afternoon, or evening. So welcome all around. So wherever that is. So it's all over. So we're going to have a little fun today. Maybe I'm going to have fun. And I hope you do. And I need you to stay with me as long as possible on this one, because this one's a little sneaky, what we're going to do when we're talking about getting over stuff, because I think we're like, we talked about, we're over the mask, we're over the, you know, the lines, we're over, over, over. Uh, But this one, you can say, I'm over it. I don't, if you don't know you have it, it's hard to get over it. Is that pretty much the way it works? So uh, this is a little sneaky. So what I would say to you, let me help you with this. If I said, Uh, Are you envious? And you would probably say, well, no, I'm not envious. Are you jealous? And you would say, no, I'm not jealous. I'm good with that. Uh, But I said, do you compare what you have to what other people have? That would be a thought. And you would have to think for a moment. That's the sneaky one. You say, well, I don't do that. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to look at this and see what really happens and what's going on, because this is the one that's very dangerous. It's the one you're not paying attention to, and the Bible talks about it. I mean, it can lead to a very dark road in a very dark place if you don't know what's happening. So what we need to do, let's go ahead and get the app. If you want to look, if you want to do that, those watching online, go ahead and pull the app up. I got all the stuff on there for you, and I actually have a secret today I'm going to tell, uh, but you can't tell anybody. Is that good? Is that good? Do you know Jesus? Let me say this. You know, he was so smart. You know what I'm saying? He really was. He's like, he knew us. He knew us so well. So he would just say that. He would do something and he would say, now, don't you go tell anybody. And you knew, uh, can you imagine Facebook back then? People being raised from the dead, it'd be everywhere. Don't tell anybody. Oh, oh yeah. Well, this is, the, you know, we're going to do a little secret and don't tell anybody. And that's one of the things I want you to think about as we walk through this. Is it possible, is it possible that I have something that I don't know about, but I think I don't have it, but we don't really know yet until we get there. And you'll find out as we walk through. So I decided to do something. I want to tell you a children's story. So we have some children in here. You're going to like this, hopefully. Uh, It makes a real point. Uh, So we have to figure out. Now, pay attention as we walk into this. Because I'm going to take you to Italy. I'm going to go to Italy, take you with me. And so we're going to go to Italy, and we're going to look at two different towns. We're going to do that. So these two towns, you wouldn't think this would have happened, but it actually did. The first town decided to do something. They decided to build a big tower. So this is what happened. So they built a big tower. It was beautiful, actually. It was a beautiful tower, a uh, big, tall tower. Uh, and what happened was it got very popular in Italy, and everybody came to look at it because it was very unique. And so the second town saw what was happening, that these people were coming uh, to look at their tower and their town. So they decided, we're going to build a tower, too. And watch this. This is so cool. We're going to build a tower, too. But this one is going to be a little bit more than that one. 
You're, you feel that? Do you feel that? You can say, this, it's kind of like us. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a car, but it's going to have a little more of this kind of thing. And so that's what they did. So they built this tower. It was beautiful also. Now, what happened was everybody began to, under, began to hear about the towns with the towers. And so they started coming over to Italy and started going through the towns and started dropping by and seeing the tower, seeing the tower. Now, the problem was one town thought the other town was more popular than their town, so we're going to have to do something about that. So the second city decided that I don't like that tower over there because everybody is seeing their tower and our tower, and I want to have the only tower, so they'll just come to our town. So what they decide to do, everybody got together one night, they went over to the first city, and they took their picks and their shovels, and they went down to the foundation and began to dig around the foundation because they're wanting to take this tower out. They want it to fall. So they go over and they dig, and uh, they go back to their city, and they wait. They just wait. So nobody was really paying attention to what was happening except for a little girl. A little girl in the first town was walking by looking at the tower, and she says, I think it's leaning. I think this tower is leaning. Well, nobody is, well, you know, you little girl, you know, she's 10 years old. She don't know a whole lot. Uh, so she's 10 years old. And then the other people have decided, hey, I think this is leaning. So the townspeople got together. The first town said, what are we going to do? The tower is leaning. How are we going to stop this tower from leaning? It's going to fall. Every day the little girl walked by. So the little girl walked by and she put her hand on the tower. And as she put her hand on the tower, it would make noises. It'd be like, you know, moan and groan. You know how it would, like it was falling, but she'd take her hand off, it would stop. She'd put her hand on, it would make noises. Take her hand off, it would stop. So she said to everybody, she says, I know what's wrong with the tower. And they said, what? It's ticklish. That's what's wrong with the tower. So she decided to do something. She said, I know what I'll do. I'll plant flowers on the side where it's leaning so that when the tower touches the petals of the flowers, it will tickle it and it will stop moving. So that's what she did. Now, what was really interesting about this tower, that this tower became more popular than the other tower because it was leaning. So the town got really mad and said, now we're going to have to fix our tower so that is leaning so they will come see our tower. So what they did, they began to dig around their foundation and they began to dig a little more. And somebody said, we want to lean a little more than that. So they dug a little more. Let's lean some more. They dug a little more. And one day the whole thing fell and crashed. Everything they had been working for, everything this thing that was beautiful, and now guess what? Nobody comes to their town, and everybody goes and sees the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Now, is that a true story? Well, let's think about it just for a minute. See, what will happen? Let me, let me show you. There, there it is right there. Are you concerned more about it being a true story or what I just said? The reason why they don't have a tower is because they were jealous of the other tower. And listen very carefully. This comparison thing, listen very carefully. They forgot what they had and wanted something they didn't have. But what they had was beautiful. And this is what comparison will do for you. 
It will take every, everything you have right now. You think it's not, it's not good enough or I don't have this or I don't. Listen, what do you have right now? And what do you want? So this is what comparison does. It will not let you rest, by the way. You have to have that car. You have to have that house. I have to have this, have to have that. We do this all the time. Social media is pretty good with it. It happened in the Bible with Cain and Abel. This is a very dark road. Now, let's, let's back up here and let's talk. Um, so you're not comparing. You're not looking out your window. You're not looking at Facebook thinking, wow, I wish I had that family. That family gets along all the time. And how many times can you go to Disney World? How many times? Have you ever thought about that? Now, let me make sure, make sure everybody understands. Everybody got here in some kind of vehicle, right? Most of you, car, truck, whatever. Uh, most of you live in a house, right? Okay, is that good? Most of you have air conditioning. You wanna talk about the people that are not here at the beach right now? You wanna, you wanna put something on them? You wanna pray for them real hard? How many times can you go to the beach? Oh, well, listen to this, school starts, school stops. School starts, school starts. We go to school a little bit, now we're off. So I'm just trying to figure out, really, how many vacations do we really need? Now, I'm doing you right now because, remember, we don't have comparison, but we say these things, right? We say these things. How can they afford that truck? I wish I lived in that house. I wish I had his wife. Is that what you do? So, uh, but we don't have this, right? Cain had it. <laughs> Cain and Abel had it. It was such a dark road, it ended up in murder. And listen, this thing will rob everything from you. You're, the life that you have right now, it wants to take it away because you're never gonna be happy with your life. You're always gonna want somebody else's life, somebody else's house, somebody else's car. Where'd they get that dog? There's always that. And you say, how is that possible? It's happening. Then the Lord said, he came, why are you so angry? This is what I wanna tell you. If I would look at you and talk to you and your friends will know, why are you so angry? Why are you so upset all the time? Why are you so anxious? You'll see this in just a minute. Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will, not be, will you not be accepted? But if you do not what is right, sin crouching, listen to this, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. That's Genesis 4. He's t this thing, this comparison thing, is crouching at your door. It's waiting. Or you can say, well, I don't envy, I don't have jealousy. I, I, do you hope the best for everybody? It sounds like a really spiritual thing to say, doesn't it? We hope the best for you. I'm so glad you got that new truck. I'm so glad. We only have one car and you got four. I'm so glad you got that new truck. Really now? So we don't have this problem, right? We don't have this. Cain was so upset about his deal. He was so jealous of Abel, he killed him. This thing will kill you. Does everybody understand? Now let's make sure we, we got it all straight. We don't have any of this. We hope everybody has more money than us. They go on more vacations than us, correct? Uh, they have more stuff. I guess that's what does it. But there is a secret, but I'm not gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna make you wait, okay? Comparison, envy, and jealousy. Here we go, here we go. Uh, what I don't have versus what I do have. This is what comparison does. You forget all about what, this, this story, they forgot about their tower. 
They had a beautiful tower. And they didn't like it. They wanted that one. And then when they couldn't have that one, they decided to destroy it, and it destroyed them. That's what happened. So what I don't have versus what I do have are others, you know, they have what I want. How am I doing? <laughs> am, I, am I calling it out pretty good? Is that kind of way it is? And, uh, but we don't have any envy in here or any jealousy. Nobody online is doing this. But this is, the, this is the secret. I mean, this is the sneaky, the sneaky thing that tears us up. The Bible talks about comparing things, looking out the window, wishing you had this, forgetting what you already had. You got to be careful. Uh, envy makes you an expert on what God has done in other people's lives. You probably know more about other people than you know about yourself because you can look at Facebook and social media and Instagram and you know what's happening. And you're like, wish they just quit going out of town. Don't you wish? Oh my goodness. Uh, but blinds you to what God has done in your own life. Now listen, God has a plan for you and a plan for them. If you do this comparison thing and you're always looking over here, wishing you were having that, wish you were going there, you're going to miss what God has for you. And this is, the, this is the sneaky part about this sin. This comparison thing, it's very sneaky. It robs you. We'll find out how in a minute. But it robs you. It takes all this fun stuff away from you. It does. Inside job is what I call it. This is coming from you. This is not somebody else doing this to you. This is all you. It's an inside job. It's you feeling the feelings, you having the envy, you having the jealousy that you don't have and you just told me you didn't, but you do compare and you do it all the time. This is an inside job. You have to figure out, and the Bible said, he said, this thing is crouching at your door. It's crouching and you got to control it. That's what it said. You got to control this. If you don't, it will destroy you. So this is an inside job. Uh, let me give you some stuff here that will help you. It calls it cancer and rot of the bones. It's what this thing is. It's like a cancer. It eats you up. You can't get rid of it, but it says you can control it. We'll get there. Peace of mind makes the body healthy, but jealousy is like a cancer. It, there is no way to satisfy the comparison. It doesn't matter what you get. You're going to want something else. And is it, what is it that you really do want that you don't have now? And could you live with what you just have now? Could you be grateful for where you are now? You do have, a, we are going to eat. We are in America. Are we not in America? I'm wondering what is, you know, like you're looking around like, what in the world? We're in the greatest place ever. I don't care what's happening. We're all going to eat today. So this is what it does. It takes that away and it just eats at you. Every, a heart at peace gives life to the body. I don't think you have peace is what this is trying to tell us, but envy rots the bones. So this comparison thing, let's talk about this. This comparison thing is like cancer and it rots the bones and you don't have any peace. What ha why are we taking so much medication to sleep at night? Does anybody, you know, maybe it's because you want the truck next door. I don't know. You say, has that a really causing some of this? Well, sure it is. Sure it is. You don't have what you want. You want something else. You want something more. And you forget about what God is actually doing in your life. This comparison thing works all, on all levels and everybody. It works on me. It works on you. When we first started Marathon, I'll tell you this, uh, 23 years ago, there were only five churches like us in, in the, uh, South Carolina, and we were on the five. 
So all those pastors would get together and the question was, here's the question, how many people do you have coming? That's, and it's, you know what, it's still happening. Wherever I go, they say, you pastor at Marathon, yeah, how many people you got coming? Well, we're not having as many with COVID as we used to, but this is that question because we are used to comparing. We want to know. I want to compare my stuff, my church to your church and this thing. And one of the day, well, I forgot how many years into it, we decided this can't be happening. We're working together. It's, it's not about how big the church are. Each person's a life. So as you get older, this, this helps you with comparison. It helps you with wanting things. As you get older, you want to get rid of stuff. And when you're young, you want to get stuff. And so when you get older, you're like, I have to clean it. I need to get rid of it. I don't need all that. So this is what happens. You get mature, you grow up, and you stop comparing, you start looking out the window, and life settles down a little better. But if you have comparison happening all the time, you don't have peace. That's what the verse tells us. There's no way to have it. So here we are. We realize that it's, we have cancer and rot going on. I'm not going to do that. I'm not telling you the secret yet. Because then you go tell everybody now, and I don't want anybody to know it yet. Especially everybody watching online. I'll give you the secret in just a minute. So let's keep going. We start comparing somebody's highlight reel to the raw footage of our life. I want you to think about this just for a moment. You just opened up Facebook, and there's that family. They're all hugged up. They all have, everybody's smiling. And they're like, we love each other. We love each other. And then you think, why is my family not like that? Why can't we love each other? You were looking at a highlight reel. Did you know how much cussing and yelling and screaming went on before those kids smiled? Do you have any idea? You're looking at a highlight reel of everybody's life. Do you think somebody's going to put something on there? They may, oh, look at our family. We're a mess. Really? How many times did you get that one? And so you're looking at a highlight reel. This is, how, this is what comparison does. You're always looking over there. I wish I was there. I wish we were like that. How many times do you go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media you do, and you look at it and you're like, oh, I just feel so much better. I feel so much better. They have more than I do. They go on more vacations than I do. Their family is wonderful. I feel so much better. And then you compare that highlight reel to you. This is what I'm telling you. It'll, it'll, it will destroy you. It'll eat you up. There is no peace. It is cancer. It is rot. And you'll go through these emotions. And then you'll get mad. You'll get angry. You have to take something to sleep. There is no rest from this thing. And you just forgot you have a family. God gave you a family. There's a whole lot of people in the world who do not have them. And he just gave one to you. You just forgot, didn't you? Did you forget about the house that you live in? Did you forget about, did you forget all this stuff? You have to be careful about this because we start comparing highlight reels to the real deal. Let me ask you this real quick while everybody's watching too. Uh, Y'all think that most everything on Facebook is real, yes or no? No, you don't. No, it's not. You know it's, it's set up, right? It's the fantasy of like, I wish it was. Does that make sense? You gotta be careful. I'm not saying that people on Facebook aren't happy. 
I'm not saying there are families out there that do love each other like that and they have fun together and all that. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying this little comparison thing is sneaking in on you and it's messing you up. And it's taking all your joy, all your peace. We gotta be careful. Search me. This is what uh, David did because I think we don't know. You need to ask the question if you wanna know who you really are. You need to ask what he asked. He said, search me, God, and know my heart. He said, test me. See, the, and know my anxious thoughts. This is where comparison comes in. This is what causes your anxious thoughts. Why can't I make more? Why can't I be like them? Am I not good enough, God? Do I not serve you, God? Do I not go to church? Do I not read my Bible? Do you ever, have you ever done that one? Have you ever done that one? They seem to get all the good stuff and I get nothing, really? I didn't know you were living their life. Are you living their life or are you living your life? Because God's got a life for you. Did you know this, how this works? God has a life specifically for you. The Bible says a race marked out for you. They have a race, you have a race. But I didn't know you were living their life. That's what comparison does. So you're living their life. Wow. How's that working for you? Just makes you mad, doesn't it? Well, let's talk about it. Would you like to figure it out? Let's help it real quick. Uh, the first thing you gotta do is start, you gotta, know, you gotta know what's happening. You gotta resist comparison. Now, you may have to go out Facebook. Oh, Lord, help us all. The world will end. Can I say this straight up? I mean, you really might have to. Because I know if you would give up Facebook for a week, you will end up in more peace. And this is straight up truth. Straight up truth. Because you don't get to see all the stuff and all the comments and all the people and all the people are having fun and you're not having fun, right? But you may be having fun and you don't even know it because you're comparing. Really? So you have to think about this. Resist comparisons. It doesn't, go, it doesn't get better. Whatever you compare doesn't get better. Don't use somebody else's life to decide your self-worth. I'm not good as that pastor down the road. I'm not as good because they have more and I don't have enough. So something must be wrong with me. No, it is not, nothing is wrong. This is the road. This is what God marked out for me and for them. Do y'all have a hard time being happy for other people? You don't have to answer that. <laughs> you really don't. But Facebook, social media, and looking out the window causes you to think you're not as good as they are. Does it not? I'm telling you, you might have to get off Facebook. It does two things. If you try to compare, there's no, there's no way around this one. Um, those with less, you have pride. Well, I'm not like them. <laughs> does that feel better? Well, I don't. I'm not like them. At least that. I have more than they do. So what does that make you do? Do you feel better about you? And then those with more is resentment. I can't believe they went to Disney World again. I'm praying for a hurricane. Is that what we're doing? You say, well, I wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, we would. Oh, we secretly, oh, that thing is, you know, just snuck in there. And God, let me just throw one more thing in for you. I really want you to hit it. Hit it hard down there, putting it a big old hurricane, call it anything you want. You can use my name. Bring it in there. You say, that is crazy. No, that's what happens. That's what comparison does. There's nothing good that can come by comparing. This is your life marked out for you, not their life. You have to realize that. Celebrate others. Who is it right now that you just cannot stand? 
that just got something, a promotion, got something, new house, got a car, just got married or whatever. They look happy and you hate it. Who is that? You ever thought about this? Who is it that you cannot celebrate? It's so hard, isn't it? Because that comparison just came in. Can you not be happy for other people when they get stuff and things and good stuff? God does something in their life. And then, but you'll go, well, God, you did something in their life. Why aren't you doing something in mine? And he will, yeah, I am. You're just blind. Because you keep comparing. You're just blind. Celebrate others. Watch this. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. One of the ways that I keep comparison out of my life is when somebody gets good stuff, I pray, thank you, God, I pray for them. Now, you can do a couple of things with this. If somebody gets good stuff, you can do a couple of things. Uh, you can say nothing and just be mad. Is that good? Okay. Um, or you can tell them, congratulations, I'm so glad you got the job that I didn't get. How's that feel? Do you have to actually feel this? Well, absolutely no, you don't. Listen very carefully. Now, it's feelings that follow actions. If you ever feel your way, you're trying to feel your way into something, you're probably never going to get there. Okay, the heart's crazy. It's wicked above all things. It creates feelings and thoughts. Da, da, da. It's all the time. All the time we're dealing with something. Then you throw this in there. But what he's trying to tell us, you know, hey, be happy for these people. Think and tell them. You'll feel it later. You'll feel better about yourself if you say, I'm so happy for you. And you don't have this. I'm telling you, this is what happens. So rejoice with those who, and, and uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Sometimes I just want to smack Paul. Would you just like to, this is Paul writing this. He's in prison, by the way. I guess he didn't have everything he needed. So in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. This is what happens when you serve. We used to do Country Santa. I got to hurry. Country Santa, that was when we take uh, presents on Christmas Eve to families that could not afford Christmas, and we would drop off all these things. You talking about having the best Christmas ever? Oh, that is awesome. When you serve and you give and it's a, somebody else that you're doing it for, it takes all this comparison and all this junk that I just said completely off of you. And this is why Paul said to do it. This is not just being, I oh, will be a good person. This is because it affects you. It changes who you are. It's why you do these things. Uh, express gratitude. That Labor Day weekend, are we glad we're being in America? Yes or no? Are you glad you're in America? Are you glad you're eating today? You go ahead. Are you glad you're eating today? Yes. Are you glad you have gas in your car? Well, some of you might have to get some. It didn't, wasn't quite all in there. I'm just saying to you, if you stop looking out your window, you'll be able to see what you really have. You really will. I'd make a list of things you're happy about. What are you happy about today? You got here, you got a biscuit. Uh, some of you may not be as happy as you thought you were after today. <laughs> but I need you to think of what you're grateful for. You grateful for your children still? Still grateful? <laughs> Still grateful for schools coming back? All these things. Do not be anxious about anything, people. It's what he said. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You should be living in an attitude of gratitude at all time. That way it'll keep that little comparison out. I'm telling you, this is the number one problem we have. 
This is the number one problem that we deal with. I think I missed the slide, but we're the, we're the, I guess you might say the culture of discontent. We're the culture of discontent. We are not happy ever. We're not happy. And there's a reason why. Have you not looked at what God has done for us and, not, and done for you? Have you forgot? Maybe that tower's in your way. You gotta be careful with that. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you the secret. I'm just gonna let Paul tell you the secret and I'll show you how it works. Because you'll forget this, but I'll keep preaching anyway. How about that? But listen very carefully here. I'm just gonna read it straight up. I'm gonna read it straight up. I'm not saying this because I'm in need. He's not, he's, he's not telling you that I have a secret that I wanna tell you because I'm in need or anything like that. I'm just telling you, this is it. Has everybody got it? This is the deal. Watch very carefully. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. How about you? I, don't, I, I just want to smack him. I just want to smack him. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. So he says, either I don't have enough or I have too much, I'm all right with that. I don't think we are. I think, do you have too much right now? You see, but this is, this is where we measure this thing called contentment and happiness based on what? You see, this is what Paul figured out. He said, y'all looking at everything wrong. It's not about need or plenty. It's all different. And I'm in prison right now, so I'll tell you the secret. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry. I'm not sure about the well-fed and hungry part. I don't know how many of you would be happy about that. Uh, whether living in plenty or in want, He's trying to tell us there's something that I know that you don't. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. He's discovered the secret on earth of how to live here. And I'm gonna tell you. I wanna tell you that. Listen very carefully. I'm gonna talk to everybody that knows Jesus Christ. Is everybody good? If you don't know Jesus Christ, we're gonna do that in a minute. So you can. I need you to know this. So you, contentment should be happening for all of us. We, listen, it's not about what we have, but who we have. This is Paul. Okay, he figured out this is how you live here. Okay, not about where we are, but where we'll be. Let me help you real quick. Somebody else is going to own your car. Somebody else is going to own your house. Because you're not hanging out. Has everybody got that? We're going somewhere else. This is what Paul discovered. He was so excited about it. He said, it ain't about having this or having that. It's about who I am and where I'm going to be and what is happening in my life because of Jesus Christ. And then he said, not about who we are, but whose we are. That's, that's the big deal because this is the way it works. I know Jesus Christ. I'm identified with Jesus Christ. Has everybody got this? Quit looking out the window and all the stuff. Listen very carefully. Remember who you are is what Paul was telling us. See, I got the secret. Remember who you are. You're in Christ. You're identified with him. Now you have been given position. You have been given position in Christ. You're going to be heir to the kingdom of God. You're going to sit at the same table with Jesus Christ. Do you not understand? It's not about want. It's not about need. It's none of this stuff that you worry about. Because we are, uh, we are something else now. This is what he was telling us. And then there's where the contentment came in. So, you know, I'm paying my house right now for somebody else. Does that make sense what I just said? 
Let's, let's talk about this just for a minute. I'm going to go. At 12.05, we're going to be done. Everybody watch it. Listen, I'm painting my house for somebody else. I'm washing my car for somebody else. This is how Paul would see things. This is why he didn't want anything. You understand? He didn't need anything because I got everything I need in Jesus Christ. That's who I am. I know where I'm going. I know my position. I know my identity. And one day, I'll be there. So everything I do, I, you know, I cut grass for somebody else. Is this not the craziest thing you ever heard in your life? This is how you be content while you live here. And you should be so happy because you know Jesus Christ. All right, let's stand. I hope I helped you. I hope I did. If somebody wants to come and cut my grass for somebody else, that'll be fine. Listen, not everybody knows this. So this is the secret. I don't want you to tell anybody. That's how Jesus got it out. Don't put this on Facebook. Don't put this on Instagram. You need to tell everybody who you are. This is who I am. How can you be so happy? Because of that. This is crazy stuff. Like, oh, what I, I, I was trying to figure out Paul for so long, and I was just going through all this, you know, again. It's like, he just, nothing here mattered for him. Except you. That was it. It was just about you. He didn't even care if he was eating. He didn't care. He didn't care if he had clothes, whatever. He's in prison writing all this stuff. So you need to realize you got to be careful of that little comparison thing coming in. You got to remember who you are. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for what you're doing today. Thank you that we can uh, put our hope and trust in you and be, have identity and all those wonderful things that you have given us. And we are a part, we have a position. What a wonderful day. Just to remember. This morning, if, if you're watching online, if you're in this building and you don't know Jesus Christ, this, is, this right here will change your entire world. To know you have identity, position, all these things change for you. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ, I'm asking the Christians in this room, would you pray with me also? The Christians in this room, pray that this goes out wherever it's going right now. If you'd like to accept Jesus Christ, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We'd like to know today if you accepted Christ. Uh, we have somebody right now that's online that's monitoring every, all the social media. So if you're online, you just accepted Christ, just contact Roy. He'll be right there for you. So this is a good day. I hope I helped you guys. I hope y'all eat a lot of watermelon please. Eat my watermelon. Somebody else's watermelon. I don't know. All right, y'all dismiss. We'll start over here. Y'all can go. And then we'll just do like that. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for watching online. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all go ahead and clap if y'all want to. That'd be good. I like that. I love y'all. See you next week. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us at marathonchurch.org. 
If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.